0: Welcome to Conversations with Mark and Deborah Griffo, a marriage and family podcast dedicated to building strong families. And now, your hosts, Mark and Deborah. Hello, everyone. And once again, welcome to Conversations with Mark and Deborah. It's so good to have you joining us wherever you're listening from from coast to coast, or even in other countries. It's so good to have you. And we have such an important topic to talk about today. And I'm joined with my co-host, Deborah. Welcome, babe.
1: Uh, Thank you, honey. I was just thinking about last month and what a joy it was. It was so good. To see our son and our new daughter-in-law, become married, and to express their covenant vows with one another. Yeah, it was such fantastic. a beautiful day. And so right now in your heart and my heart, covenant is really fresh. And mm-hmm. we've been wanting to talk about what that covenant was when you were married and what is what, what it's based on and <laughs> what the responsibilities are and how it really is the basis for our relationship. And um, I know we talked a little bit about covenant is based on mutual commitment. And it surrenders your rights, it assumes your responsibilities, and it always has the interest of the other in mind.
0: Yes, it does. And those are solid, solid principles. If you didn't listen to last month's podcast, can we encourage you to go back and listen to it? Episode number nine, it is so good. And I believe you are going to be blessed. But we want to continue this today because I want to talk about and we want to talk about Covenant responsibilities. You know, in marriage, we have responsibilities. The covenant takes us into those responsibilities. You know, it's not a free for all. It's not like I can just do what I want and I don't have to be responsible for anything. But I have responsibilities for my wife, to my wife, for my family, to my family. And I want to make sure I carry out those responsibilities. And
1: that's what makes the covenant work.
0: That's right. (laughs) That's the gas. (laughs) Yeah, it
1: it is. It is. And, you know, saying that our marriage is over with and it's not going to work. I mean, that's like saying, well, hey, I'm just going to sell my house because... You know, my my grass died or something. (laughs) Or I'm going to sell my car because... The windows are dirty. Yeah, Yeah. or it's out of gas. I mean, there is value in your marriage wherever you are now. To all of you listening, there's such value. And when we stand in the covenant of what we have committed to, your marriage is powerful powerful your marriage is going to be used by the lord
0: it is you know i just want to say too babe that no marriage is perfect you know every marriage has its ups and downs right and no matter where you're at in your marriage today you know we can always go higher you can always go higher and I want to encourage you, don't look at the past problems and say, oh, this didn't work out and you know we blew it and I don't know what to do. No, just go from where you are today and move forward. That's right. And maybe this podcast is going to help you do that. And I trust it is. But my encouragement to you right from the get-go is, you know, look, we all have to work through things. Let's get real. We all have to That's work good. through problems. Mm-hmm. We all have to work through difficulties. But like we said in the last podcast, we can do this. And we can go forward, and we don't have to give up.
1: That's right. And the scripture says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. And so when he's in me and working in me and flowing through me, I can do all things. Mm -hmm. I can have a good marriage. I can raise children that love God. I can have a home that has the presence of Jesus in it. Amen. We can do all of these things through Christ who gives us the strength to do that. See,
0: that's the key, through Christ. You can't do it through your own ways, your own desires, your own teachings. It's through Christ. Everything goes through Him. Your mindsets, your problems, your difficulties, your good times, your bad times, it goes Mm -hmm. through Him. And honey, when something goes through Him, it's going to come out really good. Right. (laughs) That's for sure. Yeah,
1: and we find all of those things in the Word of God. And when we raise our marriage to that biblical level that's in the Word of God, Mm -hmm. of covenant, we are really raising our marriage to the next level. We're going to raise our family to that biblical level.
0: Yeah, so if you don't want to go to the next level in your marriage, don't listen to this (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Let's help you go higher. Let's go higher and higher, or from glory to glory like the Lord talks about.
1: Yeah, so what are the covenant responsibilities? I mean, the, the Word of God calls us to covenant he doesn't call us to a contract or an agreement he says you're in covenant now mm-hmm. you're both one you're committed to each other you've laid down your rights you're serving one another now so what what's my responsibility now that i've entered into that covenant you know our son just got married our daughter-in-law what are their responsibilities? they have new responsibilities yeah now. right they've entered into a holy covenant with one another
0: so good You know, the Bible talks about our responsibilities. Let me take it in Malachi chapter two, verse number 16. It says, so be on your guard and do not be unfaithful to the wife of your youth. The man who hates and divorces his wife says the Lord, the God of Israel does violence to the one he should protect says the Lord God Almighty. So be on guard and do not be unfaithful. I can even add don't be unfruitful. Don't be unresponsible. And don't freak out at this word responsibility. Life is full of responsibilities and we have to take it into us to be responsible to make sure That our covenant is carried out.
1: It's so good. So good. And so I think that we want to talk about the first responsibility we have for a covenant relationship as a man and a woman in marriage. And it would be, we will, number one, we will make the choice to love.
0: That's so good. I think couples should say that together right now. I make the choice to love. Come on, let's say it. I I make make the the choice To to love. love, It is a choice.
1: And you fall in love, but then you choose to stay in love.
0: Oh, that's so good. Yes, that's a choice. Life is full of choices, but the greatest choice that we can make in our life is to choose to love. Colossians 3.14, I believe it says, And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them, or all the virtues, Together in perfect unity. So when you choose love, you are choosing to put on the virtues that binds and brings everything together in your marriage. That's so good. Wow.
1: And so when I choose to love you every day, when our listeners are choosing to love their spouses every day, it's a choice that we Mm -hmm. make and it's going to lead to a loving relationship like the Lord speaks of in Ephesians 5, where we are devoted to one another. We are tender to one another, where the husbands are providing leadership for the wife, just as Christ provides for His church. We are devoted. We are devoted in everything to one another. Mm. And it says the husbands are demonstrating their love with the same tender devotion that Christ demonstrated to the church. And so it's all about representing and imaging God's love for us.
0: Yes, it is. We have to have that image because we have the greatest visual of love that's possible, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. He loves us through the thick and the thin. He loves us through the hard and the bad. He loves us through the ups and the downs. And you know what, I want to say to you, if you're in the midst of a heated argument right now with your wife and you're at work and you, you know, just, I don't want to go home because I don't want to face this argument again. Listen, love is tough. It's called tough love. Go in because you've chosen to love, go in with a sweet spirit, go in with a good heart and work it out. Love will help work out every single problem that you have. Love will help you work out every difficulty that you face because love is the basis for everything we do. So keep that in your heart.
1: That's so good. So make the choice to love. And Romans 5 8 is the scripture you were looking for, honey. But God clearly shows and proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ died for Mm. us. While we were still sinners, Christ loved us. Mm -hmm. And so we are married to very imperfect people. And so while in our imperfection, we're going to choose to love each other. Mm -hmm. We're going to choose to do what Jesus does for us. We're going to choose to love. We're going to make the choice every day. And you know, something that really helps us is to pray and ask the Lord, say, Lord, help me to love my wife. More today. Help me to love my husband more today. Give Hmm. me a greater love. Open up my heart. Give me a greater capacity to love my spouse, to be able to show love to my spouse. Help me and depend on the Hmm. Lord to give you his love for each other.
0: Greater love has no man than this that he laid down his life for his friends. Listen, husbands and wives, you have to lay down your life. You have to give up. We said it in the last podcast give up everything. Lay down your life for your spouse. This is a choice. I think today, choices have become too easy and they've become too easy to get out of. But listen, you're married. You cannot get out of this choice. This choice is one that you have to keep all the days of your life if there's going to be a peaceful, loving, and powerful relationship in your marriage. You just can't dump the love. You just can't dump the choice. And society today, babe, has made it so easy for people just to give up. You know, they can move on to the next thing. You know, that you don't like it, then just say it's over and we'll move on to the next. You can't do that with your marriage. You have to say, no, no, I'm choosing to love through this problem. I'm choosing to love through this situation.
1: It's good. That's good. Yes, covenant involves commitment until death and we give up our rights and the only place you know that the word speaks of is where we can annul this covenant is through immorality our spouse commits immorality. Mm-hmm. Even then I've seen tremendous grace and forgiveness with couples that have entered into immorality and then have forgiven and still stay Mm -hmm. together. I've seen that. But covenant is based on that mutual commitment until death do us part. And so why not experience great love in that relationship when you're married 20, 30, 40, or like my parents over 60 years. My goodness just remaining in a greater capacity of love every year the love building upon the love building upon the love mm-hmm. and this is what god will do for us and for our marriages if we depend upon him and we remain in that covenant covenant relationship we re- we every day we make the choice to love
0: you know babe when i was younger in my teens i could never understand when a couple would say you know, we've been married 10 years and our love just is getting deeper and greater. I've been married 25 years and I just love my wife more than I did yesterday <laughs> or I've been married 35 years and our love for each other is just getting better and better and I never understood like how that could work until I married you. Until our love just continued to develop and go forward and here we are 40 years later and we're saying, "Oh my goodness, We love each other more than we've ever loved each other. And it just keeps growing. It's so neat. It's so good. Because it was a choice.
1: It is a choice. And we ask God to keep us in love, help us to love even greater. And then I think another thing, too, is that we never want to take each other for granted as Mm -hmm. a couple. But every day we want to have that gratitude. And I feel like gratitude in our hearts for one another stokes the love. Mm. And it also removes any thoughts of entitlement or expectation Mm, in our marriage because we're grateful. And so that's another way that we can just continue to stoke the love in our relationships is through gratitude and thanking the Lord and asking, um, just asking him to continue to help you to love one another. And you know, the enemy wants us to find the faults and to complain, but when Mm -hmm. we switch that and we just have gratitude about our spouse, then our relationship is going to just be beautiful and increase the peace and the harmony in our marriage.
0: Indeed. And you know, just don't think you said thanks. Make sure you speak and give thanks. (laughs) All right? Sometimes we can think we've done something. I've done that many times over in my life. But you know, you have to carry it out and you have to verbalize that thanksgiving. You know, the second... Covenant responsibility that we're going to talk about today is this. We will prioritize our relationship. We will make it first and foremost above anything else. We will make the time that we need to make to put each other first and foremost. Mm. Galatians chapter 6, verses 7 through 9 says this. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. It's talking about just planting good seeds and prioritizing your relationship. Honey, I have to say that You are first and foremost in my life and always has been. You've never been number two on my list. You've always been number one. And I think as couples make that priority in relationship, it's going to keep things on top. It's going to keep things flowing in your life.
1: That's good. We want our spouse's happiness to matter even more than our own. And Acts 20 says we are more happy when we give than when we receive. Wow, so good. <laughs> and um, I heard another quote too. Uh, it's love is when the other person's happiness is more important than your own. <laughs> and, you know, we just want to want our spouses to know how much we love them, but that's not only through what we say, but of course it's also through what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And so one of the ways we prioritize our relationship is by the things that we do are we spending time together? Are we um, having conversation? Are we present in the room or just present or are we also engaged with one another? Okay, what
0: you just said, that is so important. Are we present or are we engaging? All right, I'm sad to say that there have been times in my life when I have been present, but I haven't Engaged myself because I've been thinking of other things, and you're talking away, and you say, Honey, what do you think? And I say back, What do I think about what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's like I haven't engaged. Over the years, I've learned to focus. Focus on what you're saying because what you're saying is very, very important because you have to get in all of your words, and I have to listen to all of your words, and I want to listen to all of your words. You know, I'm just, of course, joking around a little bit here, but I'm saying that we have to engage, not just be present. So if you're just present in your relationship, get out of that present stage and get into the engage state. That's good engage in conversation engage in love engage in activity men engage in the kitchen engage in driving you know just be a part and make sure that you're doing what you're supposed to do to make it work
1: that's good just prioritizing our relationship really is prioritizing one another and what's important to one another and engaging when we're in bed i mean what is important to us you know we need to show each other our love for one another Mm. by having that sex with each other, having that time of making love with one another, not Mm -hmm. even, I just love how first Corinthians says a husband has the responsibility of meeting the sexual needs of his wife and likewise a wife to her husband. And the Bible is so straightforward and we need to prioritize those intimate times in the bedroom with one another, showing each other, we love one another. We love you. I love you. Let me serve you. Let me let me make love to you in a way that shows you are my priority. You are, I am in love with you. I love you. It's so important. And um, so those are ways that we can show our prior- priority with our relationship is we can romance each other and um that's, that's so just, good that's just a big one i mean if there it were is. more if there was more courting in our marriages there would be far less co- court appearances in the divorce courts <laughs> well wow, that's
0: good it's so <laughs> true oh my goodness
1: i mean we need to just make the time and i know that most couples um you know have differences in their schedules or their work schedules or they're, they're raising small kids but prioritize this. Mm -hmm. I've always said that when you prioritize your love relationship and your sex in bed, when you prioritize that, you really are closing the door to the enemy.
0: That's so good. Yeah, I believe that with all my heart. And we cannot just go through the actions of the bedroom. We have to be engaged in it. And it's so powerful when You do that in every situation, but especially in that area. It's not just, oh, no, not again. You know, it's no. We make it the best. We go forward and we make sure that we love to the maximum capacity.
1: That's good. And we don't give the enemy any space. Like we said in the last podcast, we are safeguarding ourselves from um, any sex outside of our home or outside of the bedroom, any pornography we safeguard ourselves, we make sure that everybody knows our password on our phone, our <laughs> wives do anyway, yeah. not everyone, but I mean, we we safeguard, we safeguard our sex, our sexual relationships, we make sure it's always only in the confines of our marriage, it's never outside of marriage, you know, in pornography or on screens, because God is very pro-sex in marriage, mm-hmm. you know, he wants us to burn with fire for one another. That's right. And But outside of marriage, you know, sex is going to burn up your house. It's going to burn up your marriage. Oh, it's so good, babe. So wow. we want to make sure that we are prioritizing our relationship and our sexual mm-hmm. relationship within our marriage, within our marriage, in our home, in our bedroom, with one another, and giving that to each other.
0: You know, the Bible talks about keeping your eyes fixed and having just that single eye... And husbands, keep that single eye for your wife. Look at your wife only. Don't look at anything else or anyone else. Look at your wife. That's the person God has given you. Ladies, look at your husband. That's the person God has given you for the long haul. Prioritize your relationship with him. Don't let work, don't let anything else, don't let finances, don't let extracurricular activities get in the way of making your spouse first and foremost in your life. I saw a cartoon, honey, once. It was really neat. It was a pastor. He was at his desk and his feet were propped up on the desk and he's on the phone. And the caption read, Oh, I'm so sorry. I can't make this appointment. I have two other... Important appointments that I'm in right now. And the scene was his children were sitting on his desk, and he was making his children his priority for that moment. And you know, we have to do that with our spouses, our spouse's priority. You know, in every appointment I have, babe, if you ring the phone, oh my goodness, I'll say, Excuse me, it's my wife. I will answer this phone call. That's the only way I would interrupt a meeting is a few called, or my kids called. And just making those kinds of important um, decisions. You know, going in your car with another woman because you're taking her for a ride somewhere, don't do that. Make sure that you're taking your wife somewhere, not another woman, even for a ride, or pastors and Counselors, if you have to counsel, make sure your door's open and someone can see inside that office area. So never counsel a woman alone. These are things that have helped us keep our marriage super strong. These are priorities we've set that have made us say, honey, you're number one always.
1: That's good. That's so good. It's just giving each other priority in every area is going to be... Really the way that we even a fair proof our marriage, mm-hmm. you know, and, and keep from, from um, adultery or keep from the problems that many marriages have. So prioritize your relationship.
0: You know, number three, and we're going to close up with this one, a covenant responsibility of wives and husbands is we have to put our trust in God and we will trust God Psalms 127, verse number one, unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labor in vain. We have to have a trust in the Lord that he's building our house. That's
1: right. And we trust him through depending upon him as we read the word mm-hmm. as we pray as we pray together we're this is all these are this is the language that we're showing god we trust you god we trust you for our marriage we trust you for our family we trust you because we trust you we seek after you mm-hmm. you know we're going to go to church we're going to listen to the word of god being proclaimed we're going to listen to the word of god in our own homes this is how we trust god for our marriage this is how we trust god to keep our covenant intact with one another yeah
0: and if you're going through hard times you have to trust god that he's going to take you through that hard time maybe you're going through a hard time financially and you're just not sure exactly what's going to happen together trust the lord maybe there's an a situation coming up with a family member and you're just not sure what to do as husband and wife put your trust in god trust him for everything We've done this, honey, you know, all our married life. Mm -hmm. And there's times that we've maybe trusted in our own thinking and we've trusted in our own ways and we thought it was the ways of the Lord when it really wasn't. And we've made mistakes in this area. Right. But overall, it's so important to keep the foundation and the mindset that we're putting our trust in God and we're not going to let go of that trust. That's right. It's full dependence, full reliability. Full understanding that God has the best outcome in this situation
1: that's good and in, in our marriages, those moments, those hard times, those times when there's disagreements or that you just can't come to an understanding or you feel like you just you know don't don't even want to be in the same room together, you know those times. Those are temporal. You have to think long term Mm -hmm. and you have to realize God will work through everything and I can trust him. And, you know, maybe I need a couple minutes or a couple hours of just some space, but I am not going to leave my home. I'm not going to leave my marriage. I'm going to remain here. I'm going to trust God for the long haul that he's making my marriage last forever. Mm Mm-hmm. And I can trust him for that. And I don't need to cop out and work things out on my own strength. I can trust God. He's dependable. He's truth trustworthy. And in you know, our our motto can be in God we trust, just like it is in our <laughs> on our coins. But That's for good. our families and our marriages, in God we trust. When we don't understand, when it looks like there's a big storm brewing, when I don't see clearly. In God we trust.
0: Amen. If it's on the coin, it better be in your marriage. That's for (laughs) sure. (laughs) You know, let's review these three things that we've talked about today. Number one, we said we will make the choice to love. Number two, our conversation said we will prioritize our relationship. And number three is we will trust in God and we will bank our marriage on these three things so good let's close this out in prayer and let's pray honey that everyone listening can engage in these responsibilities these
1: are three covenant responsibilities and you know they are they are responsibilities that is going to keep your covenant intact and so, Father, I thank you, Lord, that your word is not being written in our head, but your word is being written Amen. on our hearts. And, Lord, we thank you that by your Holy Spirit's power, you cause us to work out in real life what has been written on our hearts. So, Father, I thank you that your words go deep into our hearts. Let those that are um, are not fully receiving Everything here, Lord, the wonderful truth that's being spoken, maybe they're still in distrust, maybe they're still not in full belief or full faith that you can give them a wonderful marriage. Whatever the case, Lord, I ask that their doors of their heart would swing open Mm -hmm. wide right now and they would receive all of your love and Lord, they would receive your words and it would be written deep into their hearts. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. It has been so good being with you today. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for being in tune to what the Holy Spirit has prompted you with. This is Mark and Deborah reminding you, it's possible to build a strong family. This podcast has been produced by the loving contributions of our partners and friends. If you desire to know more about Stronger Together Ministries, please visit the website at www.strongertogetherministries.org. It's our desire to bless you and encourage you to have a strong family. If you care to invite Mark and Deborah to your church or ministry, please contact them at contact at We are stronger together as we are building strong families. God bless you.